0: This is the Global Logistics Podcast. Hi everyone. Thank you very much for joining us for our latest podcast interview. And today I'm delighted to be chatting to Vuta Satin. He's a sales director at Joloda Hydro. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, as I say. Um, and Vuta, good morning to you. Thank you, Steve. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. And, and same to you. And uh, for everyone that may be listening to this um, at some point in the future, as we speak, it's absolutely boiling everywhere um okay uh, we- website world leaders in load in loading solutions uh roots but it- if you could just give us a little bit more about what that encompasses and perhaps if you could tell us a little bit mate, your, about your your background uh with the company as well that would be wonderful
1: yeah, I, I am uh, Wouter Sartainer, I'm from Holland. I'm sales director and uh, own um, the, the, the company together with uh, one partner, Mikkel and uh, BGF. The company is Geloda Roll uh, Limited, based with the headquarters in Liverpool. Um, since more than 60 years, we are uh, proudly uh, producing in the UK and in, uh, in, in the north there in Liverpool where we make um, manual loading systems, automatic loading systems, and um, we service uh, the, 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 um, the e-commerce um, industry um, in, in the UK, actually. Uh, so loading systems are uh, loading solutions as to do anything where cargo moves in, out. It can be high volumes, it can be heavy or prone to damage uh, cargo. Um, that's where we uh, come in and fix um, um, and, and help with, uh, with um, introducing efficiencies and, and, and other um, benefits for with, with loading solutions. That's what we do. And we make uh, a lot of stuff in, in our great headquarters in, in, in Liverpool. And we sell that in 29 countries through our own bases in the US, in Holland uh, for mainland Europe and in, um, in Brazil, and then through in the indirect distribution partners in the other uh, 26 countries. Brilliant. And how long,
0: have you, how long have you been with the company,
1: please, Vito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in a, that's a great thing in a podcast. You can't see my grey hair. Right? Sorry,
0: so, <laughs> so so, you so, can't
1: uh, see me either, thank goodness. I, I'm only 44, but I've been, been with this company 16 years now. And um, I've, I've seen uh, tremendous uh, growth, especially in the last five years after we did a management buyout. Yeah, I'm in this industry now uh,
0: 16 years and still love it t- today. And, and has your background always been in... Um, the automation or loading or the logistics sector. Or did you come from another sort of profession I, before this? I, I came from a big
1: corporate from Nobel where I yep. was uh, more commercial still. I am uh, as a sales director, but I always uh, had a, a big uh, love for transport, transport equipment because of my father's connections and my father's uh, business. Yeah, and uh, always been involved with truck trailers, things like that. And now we're also uh, well connected to the intra logistics. So, so the inside. Very exciting uh, automation world. Uh, getting the cargo actually inside the the the, uh, the transport unit, the, the the whatever carrier, container,
0: an airplane, uh, yep. rail, uh, or or trailers. And uh, you know, thank you. I, I, as you know, I do have uh, some questions for you. But one thing I just want to point out to to everyone is fascinating website. And there's some really good stuff on there, particularly about the case studies. Um, which I've been looking, I have been looking through, and I thought the uh, the one about with the bonded warehouse in Amsterdam was amazing. So yeah, yeah. something quite new, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's,
1: Yeah, that's quite hot on on the, on the air cargo and actually in the warehouses, you see a lot of that. Eh, a lot of bonded warehouses popping up everywhere now. Well, Liege Airport out of nowhere within the last five years became the biggest cargo airport in Europe, and that's because uh, well the new uh, web. Uh, models that people buy a lot of stuff coming from far away many times china and that needs to be well brought in and then it needs to be cleared and then distributed to their end, uh, end customers very very interesting uh, do check that website and the, the
0: bonded warehouse case for um via europe yeah no thank you and, and and i do love i'm quite interested now my background you won't know is actually port port based. some a number of years ago and even going back along quite a few years but um in terms of bonded warehouses they were kind of on the rise, and then uh, as we joined the EU and everything, you we know, we're, we're partly going back to the 80s, of course, and then now another big thing is they've become much more prevalent, as these free ports as well, which I've noticed kind of starting to make, is that kind of one of the, the um, avenues that you're looking at or part of? And it's interesting.
1: We get this question: Where do you sell? Anywhere where there's high volumes of cargo going yep. in and out of containers, trailers, whatever. So, well, that's not a very good segmentation of your market, is it? So, but but it is true. So so any of these bonded warehouses or or, or let's say also ports where there's a lot of cargo coming together, grouped together, and it needs to be loaded again and shipped again. That's that's absolutely where where we have great interest. And also big customers like maybe Coca Cola, Unilever, PepsiCo, uh, any anybody that receives a lot of goods into their factory and then ship it out again. That that's where we uh, that's that's where we are.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Um, my, my sort of first proper question is um, trying to if you could tell us a little bit more about um, Gelada hydro Rolls' um, sustainability environmental credentials. But as it happens, um, Hannah from Neo PR actually said i say a, a wonderful um um press release about the role of sustainability within the material handling the logistics sector which is obviously tailored to your company so it's a great big shout out to her for that so thank you but if you could just tell us you know um how that is um not how it sort of runs into your business plan
1: yeah
0: Uh, I think in
1: in general uh, we are a a mid-sized company we've grown a lot in the last five years we're now 250 uh, employees of of which we are very proud of Uh, and as I said uh, uh, we are very proud to produce in England um, uh, although quite a lot of I think old-fashioned business models don't believe in that. And they think you should f- produce in the East of Europe or Far East, etc. I think that all, all also has to do with sustainability, let's say. So not only environment, but also taking care of the people that work for you and people that work with you, suppliers, but, but um, uh, and in of course, also in the product. So, so for our customers. So the, the whole sustainability piece is something we've been really looking into uh, in, in the last years. And that's, never done so it's not a box that we take okay we've got a beautiful ESG report here we're now a, a, a green company or whatever we want to call that um, um, we, you, we constantly have a role to play in that and um, now you see a lot with, with also with, with the shortages of employees our customers are now screaming for solutions for automated loading and loading because they simply can't find enough people to get their products yeah, uh, uh, in the end, on the shelves of the supermarkets, for instance, in the UK, yeah? So there's not enough lower drivers, not enough uh, uh, people to to, uh, to, to uh, help in the total process. So I, I think the whole sustainability piece is, is, is uh, uh, well based on uh, uh, many many uh, things, and maybe we can spend a, a, not only a podcast, but a, a, a <laughs> whole month debating. But that's uh, that's then uh, uh, maybe too uh, boring. What we do with the automated loading uh, solutions is that we um, we can load faster. Uh, so in principle you can turn around the truck within a couple of minutes instead of 45 minutes waiting time uh, on average uh, for drivers. So so that uh, that uh, takes care of uh, well sweating the asset of the driver and the actual lorry uh, uh, and, and have much more um, efficient. in that. Uh, We increase safety with it. Uh, We reduce the usage of forklifts. We reduce the usage of, of, uh, for instance, forklift tires, uh, but also damages on trailers, so they don't need to be rebuilt. So that can all be linked to, to to a better usage of material. So less new build, less uh, footprint uh, on, on on the environment, but also making it more sustainable in terms of you can actually load lights out without uh, 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 people waiting for, for a long time. So we have a much more conscious use of labor. Um, so th- 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 those are things that our product uh, adhere to. Next to so that, we've got a piece inside our factory. Of course, we constantly measure the use of energy, the use of water, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. And we have, have steps to make there uh, to, uh, to become uh, much
0: uh, more um, um, environmental friendly. And that's an ongoing process always. Okay. Now if- Thank you. And and you know, if I just say, for argument's sake, so I happen to own a port and we've got five warehouses. We knew of your company um, and we were thinking, and I know obviously every warehouse and every company is different, but it, as a ballpark, so it was to contact you and say, look, we are seriously thinking about automating part of the process. We think that you've got a really good solution. What would, what would that typical timeline be for you to come in, assess it, you know, and actually have the system in place. First of all,
1: how we do it, we really sit together with the customer, not as as blunt sales guys talking about bits and bobs and what the yeah. screws and what chain we use. And how good that all is we really build the business case so it's it's okay uh, what is the actual logistics case how many pallets per hour what is the the track you're driving where is it going to Et etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. and then we come with a recommendation okay we think that this technology would suit you best because we've got quite a big array of of different technologies uh, manual semi-automated and fully automated and it's and it's based on return on investment and technology yep. fit Next yeah, so that we calculate together with that client. Okay, well, what's the saving going to be? Not only monetary returns, but also in literally how many waiting hours per year for forklift drivers or truck drivers can we uh, can we take out? How many forklift miles or kilometers per year are we taking out? And and those business cases really um, help the customer to get through their capex approval faster. to answer your question once they have capex approval so there is a specific rules within a unilever or let's say prop turn gamble there there are specific rules once uh, the 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 capex is approved based upon those internal rules we can implement uh, within four to six months sometimes it takes a bit longer depending what the total project is because if they're building a totally new green field warehouse that typically takes longer than for us to build a machine but um for the six months, that's that's a that, that's a standard implementation a time for fully
0: automated uh, loading and unloading system. Thank you. It must be really exciting, exciting, because the truth is that the technology. I know everyone says it changes really quickly, but it is changing so so quickly, you know. And we're on the cusp of driverless vehicles. I know we're going to get onto, but that's just a small example of in terms of you know. I mean, we're now talking about um, you know deliveries by drone. I mean, it's just going on and on, yeah. but even just looking back five, six, 10 years to where we are now, you must have seen an extraordinary explosion in, in, in technology and AI from your point of view. Definitely.
1: I, I, I'm a good old fashioned sales guy. I love uh, shows. Uh, let's say uh, we just came from the Logimont show in Stuttgart where you meet all the intralogistics logistics uh, worlds and what you see there and what you've I've been fortunate that I visited that show for the last 10, 12, 15 years. And what you've seen there from, from uh, conveyors and, and things like that, it's now a lot about robotics and the and even more uh, uh, artificial intelligence, self-learning. It's amazing what, what, what all is, uh, is happening there. Um, I think it's important that, um, that, that, that all companies uh, uh, keep on following that, but also keep connection with the real world, uh, uh, with the customers, what they can actually adopt. And, and what's, uh, what's needed. Um, it's very exciting what's, what's all going on. I, I um, What you just mentioned, I truly believe in self-driving technology. I love the fact that we're thinking outside the box and thinking about drones, uh, self-driving trailers, as you said. Uh, I believe in five to 10 years fully lights out warehouses, which you, I have already more and more. Yes. It is, it is, it is where we're going. And, and also for the distribution, also for retail, uh, where there's still a lot of people be um, uh, uh, people driving in, out, and uh, the inside of the sorry, the box, uh, the, the the warehouse or the, the, the factory, and on the outside, I think we will we will see a, a, a big um, demanding of that uh, simply because there is no not enough people to 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 man those operations, but also because it's a lot of repetitive uh, uh, work that can be programmed by software. Yeah, uh, then you can automate the lot, and I think we'll see that lights out warehouses is, is the
0: the the, uh, the future. It's incredible. And it? I remember, well, I don't remember. Um, I'm not quite that old, but I know during the 60s and 70s, British Leyland in um, in Oxford or near Oxford, they yeah. employed something like 3,000 people, and they now employ like 50 people because, of course, it's all ro- robotics and AI. And, and you know as well as I do you can choose the car you want without going to a showroom; just do it all online, And then I don't know, two, three, six months later, it's built for yeah. you. you know? And I suppose yeah. the qu- that kind of was leading me on to as this, the technology, the speed of technology has come, is profound. Are you, are you even surprised about things you see or you got to the point where it's just, you know, you see so much change. It's I'm not saying you're used to it, but you must, it, it, it must be kind of overwhelming to most people, but I, I can only imagine what you see.
1: Yeah, I, I, we get the, we get we are very fortunate to to visit a lot of factories. Automotive industry is amazing to see. But then next the next day you are in a big detergent or or the biggest uh, HP sauce. I believe you guys in the UK love uh, the biggest yeah. HP sauce factory in the world. All uh, uh, hands off, very very automated. It's beautiful where we all uh, get to visit and try to sell our product and actually succeed in selling our product. It's fantastic. All those environments. And um, it's amazing what what, uh, what a lot of suppliers are now, nowadays capable of what they're doing, what they're engineering, the, the, the power in that is uh, is amazing. And that's, and still we're scratching the surface deep because I think for instance, self-driving uh, trucks, but also, um, so an interesting there, if you have a lights out warehouse, yeah, and that's the, 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 the goods are produced almost automatically, they're packed almost automatically, they're loaded, automatically then um you need to load secure many times how do you do that in the trailer automatically and then if that trailer it has to be automatically because if the trailer doesn't have a driver anymore for repetitive uh, routes um, um yeah it is all going to be automated and, and, and that's interesting and while saying it i know there's a lot of people also out there that are skeptic hey but where are our jobs and hey what's going on there there is, uh, you see now, I think, the lowest unemployment rates in the in, in UK, but also in EU, and, and there's big trouble to finding enough uh, 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 workers in all kinds of levels, and 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 uh, um, uh, there will be work for everybody uh, that wants to work uh, in whatever level. Absolutely, yeah. I tr- truly believe in that. So automation is not an enemy of the workers, the workforce. Absolutely not, because, um, for instance, in our good factory, we're always looking for good people, and... and um, and, and uh, we are very proud that we retain uh, a lot of the workers uh, and there's always good jobs there. Uh, looking at guys that are working with us 15, 20, 25 years. And again, proud to be in the north of England to, to, uh, to, to work with all these guys and girls. Um, so those, so uh, but, but in some countries, you, you in some factories, you see, oh, uh, there's a guy with, uh, with loading automation on his back. Uh, well, well, am I going to lose my job? No, that's not the case. Uh, those jobs might change, but, but uh, there's work for everybody that wants to.
0: And the thing is, uh, it, I, I believe, whatever your feelings are about the automation, particularly in the driverless cars, driverless lorries, whatever. And you, I mean, the thing is, you can't stop progress. I mean, you know, it's, it's a human trait, isn't it? You've got to push forward. But one stat that will just disable everything is when they can show demonstrably that, in, for instance, for self-driving cars or trucks, the amount of injuries and deaths that are going, because they're going to fall off a cliff and that's going to be the one step. What well, it is, isn't it? The one step when they get it right, of course, the one stat that you need to produce where they say, I don't know, death by cars, this, should we say 10,000 a year in the UK? I don't know the stat, but they say that becomes a hundred a year with driverless yeah. vehicles. Well, that stat will just have, have to change everything because there's no escape from that. And, and absolutely true. And that's a big driver, of course, because any death on the road is too much.
1: One too many, let's say. And, and, um, I think it will do something very important also about a big reduction in traffic jams. And especially also, I'm always amazed. I know Holland is only small, so we have a lot of traffic jams, but the UK as well. It's amazing. Uh, the, the 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 traffic jams I've been in and, and the number of planes I've missed in your beautiful country well, uh, <laughs> because of traffic jams, but uh, self-driving. And that's the self-driving will, will, will start on Specific roads, repetitive, uh, uh, literally log in and log out. And I don't see that there will not be a driver anymore. The driver will sit there, maybe not do too much, and then log out, and then it will do the last uh, part. Inner city drivers will always be there because it's so difficult, maybe to program and to do so. Again, they were not uh, uh, automating away a complete. Uh, uh, group of, of jobs or whatever, no, there will always be drivers and, yeah, and yeah. need their good skill. But for the repetitive stuff, like we see in warehouses, A to B all the time, uh, Yeah, that, that that those are now uh, robots or uh, AGVs and, 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 and robots. So I think on, on the repetitive jobs on the road as well. And then, well, then it's safer, less traffic jams sorry I for for the public yeah, so because people have a working life and a private life for for the public for the private uh, side of things I think it's it has it, it a big benefits as well so, so um, um, yeah I, I eagerly look forward to um, what
0: uh, what we will see in the next uh, years yeah and in fact there's an amazing stat here that was given to me again by your some brilliant stuff your PR company constantly send over. In regards to forklift accidents, 70% of forklift aff- accidents could be preventable, according to the OSHA. Uh, and this is shocking, with an average of 13 fatalities and 26,000 non-fatal injuries per year just within the UK. Staggering yeah, statistics. The,
1: and exactly that. And actually, I've heard from a good friend in America that's a lot in safety, safety around the docks uh, locking trailers, etc., etc., and then making the, the, the dock zones more, um, more safe. I, I've heard... Um, I don't know the exact uh, how many miles, uh, 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 but every X number of miles, there's a forklift accident.
0: Right. And a the big one, small one, and not fatal, but,
1: but every X number of miles. So that means every X number of miles, there's also a near miss. Well, these things are are so important for companies, safety and and, and near misses. The reporting of, I think in, in um, many of the, again, repetitive uh, cases, Get out. Get rid of that forklift. Get rid of those, yeah. those, those, those human interactions, um, and make it safer. Um, and that's exactly what's happening with automatic loading. Uh, um, uh, with some time pressure, oh, you need to do three loads per hour, four loads per hour. Sorry, guys, that's a lot of racing in and out of a trailer with blind spots, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you can automate the majority of that. That would be great. Recently on LinkedIn, I saw a movie of a well-respected customer, and they were very proud of their uh, very busy day, busy operation. You see a time loop, uh, time looped uh, video of the inside and the outside of yeah. all the trucks maneuvering. The guy saying which number, which door the truck needed to be on. Some walking around drivers, and 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 inside the racing in and out of these trailers with the forklift. And you see that on a on a time lapse uh, video. And I can only only say, wow, <laughs> but also what a danger zone and what a, sorry, what a, well, not mess because it works that day and, and because probably when there is an accident or there's a problem, they won't <laughs> publish it all over um, LinkedIn. But I was amazed that you, yeah, we are proud on, okay, we did 120 trailer loads today and look at how this looks on the outside and the inside. And you think, sorry, this is just screams for turn off the lights, automate the whole lot and, and uh, and and uh, well, get to the, the,
0: the century of automation. That's safe. Vuta. thank you so much for your time. I've just one more question for you. Yeah. Um, what is the absolute best thing about working the Jaloda Hydro-Rom? Um,
1: there's a lot of good things, so it's difficult to to, uh, to pick one, but I, I'll tell you what. For, and that's that's not cliche and it's and it's for me it's 2000 working with the people we now are 250 uh, guys girls in, in a team i'm a very proud co-owner of the company that we take care of 250 families let's say but the families we also take our to take, take care of each other so it's fantastic working with this unbelievable motivated and great workforce and i'm um, every day grateful for that and it makes fun because well we see, always we work very hard but we have a lot of fun while doing it that's geloda oh can i come so, on work yeah. for you then <laughs> let's talk about it steve anything anything we need a good sales director
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen thank you very much for your time that's it absolute pleasure to talk to you or talk with you i should say thanks
1: a lot always too short because i chat a lot Sorry about that but uh Really good,
0: thanks. You can find Global Logistics at glowlogistic.com.